I'm Alyssa Lane and welcome to the LifeCraft Podcast. LifeCraft is passionate about helping you live your everyday life better by sharing inspiration, awareness and tools to enable you to create a fulfilling life. On this episode of the LifeCraft Podcast, we have financial planner Adele Barnard. This is the final episode of our Monday Money Matters series created to help you become your most abundant self. In this episode, we discuss how to manage your money as a couple. The thing people most often fight about is money. So Adele walks us through when to bring up the topic of money in a relationship, your mindset about it, which are the important conversations to have with your partner, and so much more. Are you ready to be inspired? Then tag at the LifeCraft and at Adele.Barnard and share a screenshot with us on your stories with your biggest takeaway from this episode. Adele, we have come to the final episode of our Money May series and we have learned so much from the mindset in regards to money to budgeting to budgeting hacks to more deeper things like living a debt-free life but today's topic is so important because it's something that I know a lot of people struggle with and that is how to manage your money as a couple because it's very easy to do your own thing have your own rules and have your own beliefs when it comes to money but when you are co-creating with another person who has has their own beliefs and their own way of doing things, it can get very messy. And I don't want this to be a reason why people can't be in healthy relationships. So thank you for being here today. And thank you for this amazing topic. Hi, Melissa. It's always lovely seeing you and chatting to you. And thanks for having me. Sorry, as you mentioned, we're chatting about couples today. And I think especially in the South African context, it's key. We have one of the highest divorce figures in the world. Um, And the thing people most often fight about is money. Um, And and the sooner we just Mm. have the talk, so when you start the relationship, (laughs) you you should have this conversation. And once again, from our first episode, we chatted about money personalities. That is crucial. If you understand your money personality, if you understand your partner's money personality, the conversation can go just so much easier. So I think I hear you say that, but now I'm thinking it can't be date number one. And you're like, hi, um, what is your money personality and how does your credit score look? That is not sexy at all. And we, we're not the type of people I know our listeners. We don't need someone else's money. Um, it's not like we still want to have a partner who takes care of us completely. We're very independent. We've got a bunch of boss babes and people who know how to create their own abundance listening. So where does this fit in? Because do you do it when you start dating? Do you do it when you only get married or go into a committed partnership? Because I was the type of person who was so scared about this topic in a relationship. I just started having the conversation early on because I did not want to be like the people I saw growing up 
who were married for 20, 30, 40 years, still having fights when it comes to how they use their finances. True. Uh, Melissa, that's so true. I've seen uh, on a light note on Twitter, it's quite funny. Someone said, there's two things. Don't take me on a hike <laughs> for the first date and let's not chat money. Or sometimes we should chat money to see <laughs> if we are a good match. Yeah. Um, but definitely, I think because it's, it is a serious conversation to have, and obviously you will only explore, you know, that or this type of topic if you know it is serious, you're heading into, let's say, marriage or committed partnership um, and the likes uh, or moving in together. I think even if you're moving in together, it should be important that mm. you should know. It's not a thing of like meddling in in the other person's finances, but it's about having an idea um, because you're if you're moving in together is a good example with regards to the expenses you have to share and are you going to split it 50-50 or 70-30 or whatever works for you. So I think, and especially when you get married, you should have the conversation uh, prior because you definitely also don't want to get married and then there's a big surprise, oops, honey, I've got a lot of debt or <laughs> X and Y's part um, of my life um, so that is key and especially because we don't like chatting about finances we often you know just don't want to have the conversation so we just ignore it or postpone it and so forth um, this it's very very important to, to to have that absolutely and I know in my own life I was single for quite some time so I wanted to start working on my finances and my money mindset and I started making dates with myself mm. to go over my finances and it was mm. quite strange because at that time I barely had any and I had a bit of debt and I wanted to change the narrative so I learned from amazing people like Catherine Zinkina who has Manifestation Babe and Lisa Nichols that you put on something nice, you play some mm. music, you mm. pour yourself a glass of wine even if it's the cheapest ones because you don't have any money and you That's sit down fine. and you go through your finances and you mm. build a relationship with money and you always say money is my bestie and you really have to work on that relationship so if I'm in a partnership now do we still have date nights where we look at our finances how will that work well I think honestly that would depend based on you as a person as well as your relationship um, because I think so in my instance, luckily my boyfriend's also in finance. So um, people will say, yeah, you've got a good deal. <laughs> but it can also become, you know, it, it can become not heated, um, but we also have our different views. So it's a good thing we're both in finance, but obviously I'm the spender <laughs> and he's more of a saver. So it becomes quite interesting. But I think it's good to have the conversations because so that we can be, be aligned at the end of the day. So it's the same for in a couple. If you're in a committed relationship or partnership, um, and you want to, I don't know, want to buy things for the house, or you want to travel together um, and the likes, then, then you need to have the conversation and you need to have those dates, whether it's now once a week, or once a month, it doesn't matter, but you need to put, set aside time and do it. Because otherwise what happens is a couple of years down the line, a partner, you know, passes away and then you're like, oh my goodness, this person has so much debt or I don't even know who's their financial advisor. I don't even know where they bank. Mm. Um, and this sounds so ridiculous, the things I'm mentioning, but this literally happens every single day um, where people just don't know what's going on in one another's finances. And I'm not saying once again that you should meddle in and know everything, but you should at least know um, the financial person stands basically. Mm. Okay. So we have to make talking about money part of the narrative when we are in partnerships of any type. And then we need to set time apart to talk about it together. 
Now, all that I'm hearing the listeners say is, great, how do I start that type of conversation? How do I start a conversation? I don't even know where to start. I can't just go and sit down and say, hey, we need to talk about our finances tonight because some type of personalities like we've gone through, like the avoider, if you've got an avoider partner or a spender partner, they are going to go into anxiety immediately. So how do we start the conversation if we want to have a healthy relationship and have a healthy financial relationship with each other? I think what is important to to also take note of, be cognizant of, is you can already, whether it's now a couple of months on the line or years on the line, um, if you spend so much time with a person, you can pick up on their financial habits and traits. That literally does come through. Um, but um, on a light note, Melissa, I think on TikTok there was this game that trended last year in COVID. <laughs> then Wood spends the most or whatever. You know, keep it casual. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even posted on social media. I'm just saying like the actual <laughs> game. Like started off in a very light manner, light and polite manner. Um, just to ease uh, ease off because um, before it comes or gets too serious. Um, I'm talking now for people that aren't married. But if you're married, you should have this conversation yesterday already, um, especially if there's debt and liabilities, if there are children, financial dependents, um, because you really do not want to be destitute. If something happens to your partner, mm. you're like, oh my goodness, there's a lot of debt, um, there's not enough life covers and the likes. Um, so that is very important. If you're married or in a committed relationship, you don't have any excuses whatsoever. Um, then for those that are, I think, still, how can I put it now, uh, politely playing the field or, or you know, still f- figuring out what's working for them for the future, I don't think um, it is that important yet to have the financial conversation, except maybe, like I said, if you travel together or whatever the case might be. Um, but it's always, honesty is always the best policy, and especially with regards to finances as well. So it depends on how comfortable you are with what you are sharing um, with the individual. But yeah, I think. It, for every individual, like especially for a female, like you said, I loved you said earlier, we boss babes and manage on a financial plan. Everyone should just strive for their own financial independence first. Have your money days with yourself first. Work through your own thing first. Then you know you are settled and sorted. And then you tackle the, the next date. But I think, like I said, um, <laughs> if it's still, yeah, if it's not that serious yet, on a, on a lighter level, <laughs> uh, play around to get to get to know one another. Yes, I love that principle because it's the same thing with everything in relationships. When it comes to communication, when it comes to showing affection, when it comes to taking care of or whatever, it always starts with you. So take the time to work on your finances, your mindset, your beliefs in regards to that. And then it will come naturally when you're in a partnership. So say you're already in a partnership, a long-term partnership with someone, and you want to start managing the finances differently and having conversations, making it part of the norm to talk about money in your partnership, but they don't want to. They're old school. They just want to do what they think is right, or they don't want to look at it, or whatever their type of personality is. They don't want to budge, because I hear that a lot with my clients. They want to live a healthy life, but the partner doesn't. So no one can. How can, I've, I've thought about that in regards to finances. Should they get someone to help them? Should they get a third party? Um, should they get someone who knows more and can actually guide both of them? How do you navigate a situation where one person wants to, but the other doesn't? 
I think, like you mentioned there, the best solution will be to get an objective outside third opinion, get a third person. So whether that is the health coach, the financial coach or financial planner, or even even a marriage counselor, a third person would be best um, if, if one party is a bit more difficult. Um, because if they're not open to change their opinion or mind about the way of the budget or the planning thereof, I can't imagine that the other partner, you know, will convince them. Um, so the best route will be to, to get a third party to, to assist. Um, but I also think that if you are the party and you want to bring change and make change, um, and if it's very important to you, like my technique would just be to hammer that person until they say yes, but I maybe I'm just blessed with not a very difficult partner. But um, but yes, on a serious note, I do think it's important um, to have the conversation because everything in life is a trade-off, um, opportunity cost. So if we want to live healthier, we need to cut a bit here to make provision for that. And it's unfortunate if the other person can't see that, then you should maybe reconsider, not on the relationship, but what's important to you should truly matter to the other person as well if it's important to you absolutely and start to have that I think that's why it's so important to have that conversation early on to really start being a generation where we talk about it and it's not awkward it's not weird it's not intrusive it's just being open and honest and just accepting of wherever you're at even if it looks really bad but being able to go to that person especially and say hey we need to look at it because our future selves would want this for us for our kids for whoever whether it's your kids or your dogs like it is in my my case so that's that's a brilliant one and I think getting help not wanting to do everything yourself what are some other practical tips for them to start having that conversation and when they started having the, that conversation where do they start um should they look at budgeting should they look at maybe paying off their debt where can they start in that whole money conversation okay so the recipe is the same as the previous uh, podcast we had i would always say that look at your own things look at your budget look at your financial planning and the likes and then just join it together with your partner's one um because so often i see that you know the one person is very meticulous and they know exactly what's going on in the finances and the partner doesn't. So like the saying goes, uh, two minds are greater than one. So work together, work jointly. And I'm not saying you should have one joint bank account or, okay, in some instances that does work if the one's maybe not disciplined, but still you can keep your separate accounts, but everyone view it rather as your accountability partner. If you go to the gym and you've got a, um, a personal trainer, then you're more tempted or you're more willing or you're forced in a way to go to the gym because you know you're seeing that person, you're paying for the services um, they're going to provide to you, if I can give it in that example. So it should be your accountability partner to have open and honest conversations with and say, cool, in our budget, I'll be responsible for X, Y, and Z. You take care of that. And end of the month, we reconciliate and see if everyone have, you know, uh, brought their part, played their part in, in, in our financial plan because it's about the bigger picture it's not only about the short term it's about whether you've uh, bought a property you want to travel together you want to get a second property um or the or your the future of your children or the dogs or whoever it might be um and planning is key and especially doing it together even more so um especially we see also that yes the pandemic happened yes young people are starting to pass away of critical illnesses all of a sudden so it's also not a thing oh it's only for married people or, or when we're older um, and the likes if you're young you need you need to start having the conversation too yes i absolutely agree 
And I think what I've also noticed, and you touched on that, is people don't have goals in their relationships for their finances. And having that accountability partner in someone you trust, you love, you want to spend your life with, you have long-term plans with, can be something so, so, so valuable in your life. Um, so really, how do we start setting goals and making it fun? Because it can sound pretty dreary when our goal is to be debt free and our goal is to like have the kids go to college or varsity or whatever. But how can they sneak in a couple of goals as a couple just for them, just for fun as well? Because it can be such a rewarding activity. I've seen, yes, you're right. The goals is the ultimate thing for me. I've even seen people on Instagram creating accounts um, of their debt-free life or debt-free journey. Um, I've seen couples that have given up their corporate jobs <laughs> to go travel and they work on online remotely. And that just goes to show they've had the conversation about their future, about what they want and what their goals are and what they need to do to achieve that. So it, for me, the end result, the bigger picture is so greater and significant if we put in the work. So yes, it's not nice to whether you write the goals down or you've got a Pinterest vision board or whatever the case might be. We, no one wants to put in the effort, but we need to do that um, to, to achieve our goals at the end of the day. So once again, I always advise get the platform, get the, the what works for you. That's the most important part, because if it doesn't work for you, you're not going to use it. It's as simple as that. Um, and with with the couples now together. Um, a lot of a theme that's coming quite through now, um, I've been working or I see a lot of couples as well that are immigrating at this point in time. Um, so that's another conversation. And somewhere along the line, that conversation started. One partner said, you know, I'm thinking of moving and the other one's joining in or whatever the case might be. Um, so if everyone else can do it, then so can you and your partner. There's no excuses, absolutely none. Absolutely. And I think just coming from a place where it's not a judgmental place, it's a place for clarity and understanding. And when you have more clarity and you have understanding, you can start setting goals. And sometimes clarity comes through contrast. So clarity doesn't always come through the good times and the good things and making the right decisions when it comes to your finances. Sometimes it comes through making the wrong ones, having a bit of debt, um, not have spoken about your finances in the early days and actually being the type of avoider who didn't want to look at it. But there is always a way to turn it around because with clarity, you can set new goals. And when two people focus on the same thing and they've got that accountability partner and they're willing to discuss it in a non-judgmental way, the sky is the limit. I think it is such a powerful place to be. It's absolutely great to be in charge of your own finances and living that single life, but it's also great to have that partner, especially if you have kids, if you have dependents, if you have that bigger vision for your life. So Oh, it's such a great conversation to have. Thank you so much, Adele. I think it is so great to start talking about this, especially in regards to couples, because it can be quite awkward and we need to change the narrative. Like you are doing, you are always changing the narrative when it comes to money, just talking about money, understanding it from a female point of view and from a couple's point of view and all of that. So thank you so much for your time and your energy that you put into this. And I just want to encourage everyone to go and follow Adele to really zone in on what she's doing if you need help 
in any financial area of your life. Reach out to her. If she can't help you, she'll find someone who can or she can point you in the right direction. We'd love to know what you thought about this. Are you going to start having a conversation with your partner about finances tonight or tomorrow? Make a date night out of it <laughs> like I used to. And let us know how it went. We'd love to know how it goes and if you have any tips for people to talk about their finances with their partners. Share it in the comments below. Leave a review. Find us on all social media platforms. We'd love to learn from our community as well because I think some of you have been in relationships longer than we have. So you'll have some hands-on advice for us. But thank you Adele for your time and for the awesome message that you're spreading. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Melissa, thank you so much. And to the live box, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Chat soon. Take care. Be safe and be money savvy. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to share your takeaway or something you heard that motivated or inspired you, we would love it if you would subscribe to our channel, leave a review and tag at the lifecraft on Instagram. Also feel free to let us know who you'd like to see appear on this show in future. We enjoy bringing you interviews from experts and everyday people so that they can talk about their experiences and share information, tips, and what has worked for them on their journey towards a better life. However, remember that the opinions or advice of our guests and myself, the host, should not be taken as personal, actionable advice and is given as general information and education only. Please always remember to consult a qualified professional before implementing any medical, financial, legal, or other advice that you believe might work for you. Lifecraft is not responsible nor liable for your decision when implementing anything you hear on the podcast. Please listen and act responsibly. The opinions of our guests do not represent the opinions or views of Lifecraft or Melissa Lane personally and are meant as information and general education only.